Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. The very first time I told this woman that I had sex, she asked me, well, is he doing anything for you? Guys that I don't have that deep connection with, that I can fuck them even more unattached as I ever could, and maybe even more right now, because I can tap into that super, super selfish side of myself. But then along the way, you meet these extraordinary people who you can't, like, you cannot deny the connection and the the experiences you have with them. You're like, wow. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm Layla, and you're listening to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. Now, this is another throwback episode. This was from 2018. And I'll be honest, I struggled and struggled and struggled with whether or not I should re-release this one. Now, this is about the passing of my mom. This is the anniversary week of her passing. So it's been on my mind a lot this week. It's really been just, I mean, really kind of conflicting with just trying to get through the week, basically. And so I was sitting here going, what should I do for Saturday's throwback? What should I do for Saturday's throwback? And honestly, I just kept coming back to this. I don't know if it's appropriate or not, but it won't be the first time I've done something inappropriate. So there you go. But these are the takeaways I would love for you to get from this. It's not so much, don't focus on the actual passing part. What it is, is more about celebrating the relationship and the life and the dynamic that I had with this person while she was alive. And it was truly special and truly unique. It's something I will never stop missing. The absence of it, I feel every day, truthfully, since she passed, which, you know, it's only been a few years, but I want to celebrate the fun stuff. And this episode actually does that. If you read between the lines, like if you listen to it, if you heard it the first time or you haven't heard it and you listen to it again, what I'd love for you to take away from this is just the value of really great communication and the way a parent can influence a child's life in their sexuality and the way they're comfortable in their own skin. My mom was top notch in that category because she absolutely insisted that there was going to be communication between us, whether or not I wanted it or not. I will reference in this podcast the very first time we had a conversation. I was in third grade and I was just like, oh, fuck, I do not want to hear like, what are you talking about, woman? I didn't want to hear it. But she just wanted to make sure that I knew that I could always come to her with questions and that it was an open door policy. And from that point on in my life, I knew it and it was, and we had that relationship and, you know, moving through my life, even at the points where I was, you know, emotionally immature in high school and things like that, I always could talk to her about this stuff and tell her about this stuff. And there was never any 
weird funky boundaries. I was probably the one, only one putting up the weird funky boundaries at that point because I was young and just like, oh, you know, uncomfortable. Didn't really understand all this stuff. But I really respect and appreciate the committed, I don't know, persistence that she took with me as a young girl coming up in the world, you know, to keep that conversation and make sure that throughout our relationship and there was always dialogue about it and that it wasn't ever really funky and that it was okay to talk about this stuff, blowjobs and oral sex and orgasms and, you know, just all the things that you're going to learn this stuff somewhere. And, you know, especially now more than ever in today's age, like Pornhub and new porn it's not the place to learn this. I don't feel that women and the way their bodies actually work are represented fairly. And I just love the fact that, you know, the very first time I told this woman that I had had sex, she asked me, well, is he doing anything for you? I mean, she got right into it. She was just like, okay, that's what you're doing the act, but is he giving you an orgasm? Does he care about your orgasms? Let me tell you, that blew me away right there. Because that was the first time I'd actually realized and heard that my body counts too, which sounds so funny. But, you know, as a 17-year-old girl, that was the first time I'd had sex. That was good to hear. I don't know that I knew how to process that information at the time, but it made an impact. It did. It made a difference. And so... I have to say thank you so much to her for making me the sexual being, I guess, that I am today, because that's really where I got it from. I can't really point to anything else. And maybe, you know, without her influence, this podcast would not be here. I would not have the comfort and the backbone that it takes as a woman to be putting this shit out there. And so I hope that Anybody that's struggling right now with, uh, there's 18,000 of you that download my podcast every month. It blows my mind. But if anybody's struggling right now and they're either just recently lost someone or still getting over losing someone, I feel you and I'm with you in solidarity. This has been a hard week for me. I'm releasing, I guess I'm re-releasing this episode for those listeners, which is probably a, a very small percentage of who listens. But even if you haven't been through this, the messages and the content in here, and I'm even going to reference Clark, who I've done in the Submissive Mail podcast. He's in this episode. He was there from the beginning and he, you don't realize his acts of kindness. And when I was going through this, the way it changes you and affects you, like all these years later, like I still remember that. So I hope this episode is impactful and it's going to kind of be kind of weird because it's a mishmash, mosh, you know, hodgepodge of interpersonal and sexuality and, you know, everything kind of rolled into one. But I think it's a really good message. And I'm just going to, somebody said to me when in my texting group, they said, well, maybe you need to celebrate her life and not, not be sad this week. And I was just like, hmm, all right. <laughs> but I took it to heart. And that's why I love 
every single one of you that listens and every single one of you that reaches out to me, I get back to just about, if I miss somebody, I apologize. It's really genuinely an oversight. Like I make it a big point, whether you're on my texting group or you're sending me a voicemail on the website, I get back to you. You email me, whatever it is. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm trying to give it back. So I hope you're getting it. This is a good episode. Look past if losing someone doesn't relate to you. Just let that float above and just kind of get the little messages that are in there because they're great ones. All right. And then listen, here's what's exciting and coming up. No, you know what? Actually, I'm going to do like, I'm going to do a bait and switch. I'm going to talk about that stuff at the end of this episode. So tune in to the end and I'll give you all the juicy details about what's coming next week and the week after and the week after and the week after. So I got good, good stuff and I want to share it with you. All right. Thanks. Gosh, this is going to be extremely difficult. This podcast. I, I just got, I just got to jump right into it. Um, I just, my mom passed away recently and if this will answer the question, the people that have been texting and messaging and emailing, you know, and wondering where I've been. And if you've noticed, there's been no recent podcasts or any updates whatsoever. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show about what's going on with me. And that's, that's why, because I just lost my mom and I was with her every step of the way and taking care of her and and just doing everything for her like you do as you know as 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 you have a parent that's ailing and that's really been that's this past few months has been it's just come to a head and so it's obviously taken over my life and my you know and and the 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 sexual part of my life that I was living. Um, so, you know, it took me a bit, but I thought that, first of all, I have started to record this same podcast several times before, and I just, just, couldn't, I just couldn't do it. You know, I was too emotional. I would break down. I would, you know, and I, I don't want it to be about that. I, what I want to do, of course, I want to talk about her a bit, but I do kind of want to keep it 
germane to what what this podcast is about. It's about my sex life. And so I thought I could, what would be kind of funny is to, you know, while I'm letting, while I'm giving, while I'm just getting the insight into why I'm obviously so grief stricken. You know, it's funny. I never knew what that word meant. Like people think they know what that word means. Grief. No, I, I'm here to, I'm here to say right here and now, I never fucking knew what that meant. The, the, just the depths of it, the way it affects you. And now I know, now I get it. And I've had friends that have lost parents before. I didn't get it, but I do, I do now. I understand what that means and what I just, I get it. Unfortunately, it's one of those things that you can't, unless you've been through that kind of grief, you won't get it. It's so interesting because there was someone that I started seeing that I've mentioned here on this podcast and he had lost someone right before he met about four weeks before he met. And he told me that, of course, in confidence, I'm not going to say who it is because I respect his privacy. But I remember at the time thinking to myself, holy shit, like it's too soon. Like, why is he out trying to, you know, date right now? He's just suffered, a, you know, a tremendous loss. But now being in this grief, I get it. I fucking get it. I understand where he's coming from. I understand a lot of his motivations that I didn't, while I respected, I didn't judge them at all. I just, you know, I, I couldn't quite, I don't know how you put it. Like I couldn't put a face to the name. I didn't get it. I didn't get why. You know, that was, he was driven in a certain way to do certain things and want certain things at that point. Now I understand. If he ever hears this podcast, he's going to know that I'm who I'm talking about. And I, I just want to say like, I so get it. I so understand where you were coming from at this point. And right now, I'm what I'm, you know, what I'm wanting to do is, you know, I'm wanting to, to get lost in people. I'm wanting to, I can see myself just, I don't want to say it's the wrong word to say, like, you know, using someone, I, I just want this grief to go away. And it's driving me two directions, which is one would be, you know, when I, when I was getting close to the end of the year, see, and I knew my mom was sick and I knew she was dying, but I never told anybody that. I mean, I didn't reveal that right on this podcast. 
and as you notice, like my my the frequency of my podcasting, the uh, just what I was putting out there had diminished, and I was saying, "Oh, I'm busy with work," and yes, I was, but that was what was really going on. That was a huge driving force that was keeping me from being able to just talk up talk, you know, because I felt like if I can't, you know, it's hard to get on and. You're doing a fucking podcast about your sex life and you don't want to have sex right now or you're less inclined to have sex because you're hurting so badly. You're you're going through the bullshit that life is throwing at you and you're, you've become the full-time caregiver for your parent and, and you know they have a, uh, I mean... They have a life-threatening diagnosis. I mean, you know that their diagnosis isn't good. And I, I shouldn't even say that. The way it went for my mom was this past year, she had, we knew something was going on. We couldn't put our finger on it. At first I thought she was just kind of being kind of, dramatic, you know, like, I'm like, mom, come on, what, what's going on? You know, she's having to sleep during the day. She was just not low energy and I couldn't figure out what it was. And she went to the doctor and was, you know, saying, I've got all these things going on. Well, unfortunately, um, it took, it just, it was just kind of a long calamity of errors on the, you know, on the doctor's part. And that's why they say they're practicing medicine. They're not actually like, you know, they're just, they say they pra- they're practicing, they're practicing medicine. There you go. That's all you need to know. And so she got a misdiagnosis for what it was. She went in, you know, did the test and they're like, oh no, no, you don't have that. But as time kept going on, it was like debilitating. I mean, you know, I mean like I like literally she couldn't drive anymore. She couldn't, you know, she's bed bound and I had to just take over her life, do all her grocery shopping, make all her meals, you know, just everything that you can imagine when somebody just can't live their life anymore. And you know, it's funny. I remember at one point, one of the guys saying, uh, and he didn't know this is not his fault. He did not know what was going on, but he said, Oh, when you're done being antisocial, if you want to come and see me, you know, and, and again, I didn't tell anybody it's not, it's not, you know, it's not his fault. I, I just didn't say what was going on with me because it was just, so heavy, you know, and, and I tried not to talk about it. In the end, there was, there were guys that absolutely, you know, there's a couple just really, I think just two, I guess that I told, you know, while this was going on, one of those guys was Clark and he just was really wanting to see me before the end of the year. And I know I mentioned like, I think I mentioned you know, making love with someone and, and it was him, you know, and, 
right before Christmas, you know, he want, he just kept saying, like, I really want to see you. I really want to see you. And I went and saw him, but I told him, I said, I don't, I don't want anybody touching me. I don't feel like being touched right now. You know, I just was really preparing and getting ready for what was coming. I knew this was going to be the last Christmas with my mom and everything that goes around that is just so goddamn heavy. And, and so I went over and just, we, we just had, I went over to his house. We just had dinner and talked and he was perfect. He was just absolutely perfect. And even while I was there, it was like, he kind of asked like permission, like, well, is it okay to just even like, can I just lay next to you or can I do that? You know, and I, and I said, yeah, but I, but I, mean, I was still saying like, <laughs> well, I'm fully clothed. I'm like, yeah, but I don't, you know, I don't, I, to, I don't want, I don't know what, I, I don't want to be touched. You know? It seems so strange. And then just somehow naturally, we just, we just ended up making love. And I got to tell you, I, I'm never going to forget that. I just needed that. I, I I didn't even know I needed it. It just happened. And, and it meant a lot to me. You know, just it meant a lot. And it's funny that I find it weird that as I'm rolling towards the end of the year, and I think some, some of, obviously some of the things that are bringing out my vulnerabilities were knowing what was going on with my mom and knowing that she'd be passing away and not knowing when that was, but just having to be so deeply entrenched in what was going on and the, the, the pain of it. And while I'm finding these still, even though I thought I didn't want to ways to express that sexually. And and it's interesting, it's interesting to think that, you know, like I went so long in my life without having that. So obviously I had ups and downs and things like that. Not, not these, these moments of just tremendous grief, but because that was, it's interesting because like, had that have happened when I was in the middle of my dry spell, or just not my dry spell, but just my self-imposed no sex situation, would I have channeled it that way? No, I wouldn't have. I just would have internalized it. But the sexual aspect, you know, which is a very personal and sensual and deep in a way of connecting with someone else, that that aspect is now available to me. And I'm I'm able to have that have that side of me now be a part of this grieving process, which is really bizarre. I have to say it's bizarre because despite the grief I'm feeling, you know, it took about a week, but I'm still finding myself sexual. I'm still finding myself like I came back to it. 
you know, I was kind of radio silent there for a while, but I'm coming back to it and I'm still wanting it despite the fact that I'm extremely, extremely sad. And that's kind of blowing my mind. I don't know why that is. All I can say is it's just all it's revealing to me is that I've come to know and I've come to realize through doing this that sex is important to me. I've said it before. I've said it before, but now it's put to the test. I'm living it. And I'm like, yes, it is. Like I can say that it is even in my, even in the most heaviest, grievous thing I've ever been through. I, I still, all of a sudden, want that side. But it's interesting because this, I'm looking at it from two points of view. There's the points of view where I'm saying like, I know somebody well, and I can like almost, oh gosh, how do I say it? Like use that as a catalyst to go deeper with them sexually. Like, because that you know, I've always had these boundaries up. Well, the fucking, like, it, I'm not protected right now. I'm, I'm like, to say I'm vulnerable is an understatement just as far as like my defenses, because I don't have the energy. I'm, you know, it's, it's going towards the grieving. Like, so somebody that I'm already connected with and deep, deep with emotionally, like to be with them is going to be quite a different experience. It's going to be something that I would naturally be fucking scared to death of. But, but the other side of that is the other side is I, there's two sides right now. It's the, it's the split side. It's the, the, you know, guys that I don't have that deep connection with that. I just could, I can, I can fuck even more. I can fuck them even more unattached as I ever could. And maybe even more right now because I can tap into that super, super selfish side of myself and say, I don't give a shit. I need this. And I'm just going to do this. And I don't, I don't, I don't care. Right. Because at the end of the year I was saying, you know, Hey, I, I've done the detached stuff and that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But I think what I want is more, I just want more fun with somebody that I'm, you know, more fun with guys that I'm a little deeper with. And again, that doesn't mean you're one-on-one. It just, 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 you know, you're a little, it's just less superficial. And now I'm saying, I want that superficial again. I want both. I'm finding myself like smack dabs on the fence, which I normally am not. Normally I am, I can, I will land one side or the other. And I'm pretty good about that with what I'm going through right now and starting this year, which is contradictory to what I said I wanted prior to my mom's passing. I was, I was saying definitively, I want, you know, one it's I have always wanted one or the other, right? I wanted when I started this, just chronicling this whole 
sexual road trip, I was just like, I don't want any attachment. This has to be face value, generic. It's fucking. It's straight up fucking. I don't want any, you know, like that was it. But then along the way, you meet these extraordinary people who you can't, like, you cannot deny the connection and the, and the, the experiences you have with them. You're like, wow, I can't, yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't have a wall high enough to stop that. And, but I thought that that, I thought that what I thought was the real, just impersonal stuff had run its course. And now what I'm saying is right now I want, I equally, I want both, which is so strange. Equally, I want both. I want just the stupid, I just want the straight up like fucking, I don't, I don't even care if I know your fucking name. I mean, seriously, just let's fuck. And if I don't see you again, big deal. If I don't know your name, I don't care. I almost feel like that. I mean, is it crazy? Is that just crazy? But then I'm, but then I'm also really needing, needing, not wanting, like I've never had a need, the need. That's a different word for me. I need the deeper stuff too. I while I'm, while this is happening, I need someone who understands me. I need someone who gets it. And it's only through this grief that I'm, I'm finding myself here and I'm understanding how I can, how, how, how I could have those two needs at the same time is because they kind of seem opposing, but they're not, they're serving the same purpose. You know, it's, it's comfort and it's just the comfort that I need right now. I'll tell you, I am never, I don't think I'll, you know, I don't know that you ever get over the loss of a parent because my mom was young. She was a young woman and there's just milestones in my life that she's not going to be there for. And I'm, I'm, you know, like when I hit those, I'll always just wish she was there. And while we drove each other crazy because we were so close. I mean, we lived next door to each other. For God's sakes, who the hell lives next door to their mom? I mean, we, our lives were continually commingled and, 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 and so involved. And it just, it's, it takes a different, it's a different dynamic, but when you're that intertwined with someone and you're, they're so much a part of your daily life, you know, cause it's not like, you know, some people see their parents, you know, they talk to them every once in a while or whatever it is. Right. But I mean, like literally this woman was a part of my day-to-day life. So in addition to being my mom, you know, I mean, and so it's, a, it's just putting that, it's putting that relationship and that dynamic on steroids and that's the way we lived. And I'm actually 
I'm in her house right now as I'm recording this. I came over and sitting down. I'm I actually love to come over here. It makes me sad, but it also makes me feel close to her just to come over and 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 sit in her house and you know smell it and just hang out here, you know, be here in this space. <laughs> My mom was so funny when it came to sex. I mean, first of all, she didn't know I was doing this. I really wonder what she would have thought about this whole podcasting. I mean, I, she would have probably hit the roof, but she wouldn't have loved me any less. She just would have been like, what the hell? You know, like, what are you doing? She's just from a different, little bit of a different generation that, you know, like, but I'll never forget. Like everyone says, well, where'd you learn from sex about? Well, I learned from sex about, obviously you learn it from your friends or you hear about little stuff in school. And I can't remember the specifics, but I'll never forget the time in third grade when my mom sat me down and wanted to talk about sex because she thought I'd heard her and my dad in the middle of the night coming down the stairs. I went to the bathroom or something like that. And she thought I didn't hear a goddamn thing. Cause I'm a, I'm a heavy sleeper. I can practically sleepwalk. And you know, she had this talk with me. I'll never forget it. Cause I was just like, please stop. Don't say another word. I didn't want to hear it. You know, I didn't want to hear it. And I was like, okay, thank you very much. Are we done now? I just wanted to get back to playing or doing whatever the fuck I was doing at the time. I did not want to hear this, this birds and the bees talk from my mom, but she thought that was the time to lay it on me. And then I think, then it's like, all the sexual things I think about when I think about my mom is like when I, and then I, I think around sixth grade or something, I thought I'd heard them. I did think I'd heard them and I was mad at her or something. And I said, well, I, you know, I heard you giving my dad the, a blowjob the other night. And she's like, oh, really? Now you don't call my mom out without, I mean, if you're going to say blowjob, you're, you better be ready to talk about a blowjob. You know, like that's, that's the way it was. So she's like, oh, really? Well, and what is a blowjob exactly? And she just put me, she just turned it right back around and put me on the spot. And I, of course, I'm like <gasps> mortified. Like, what is a blowjob? I'm like, well, that's, that's when you, you blow, you know, <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck it was. I have no idea. I don't even know how, like how or why that came out of my mouth. I think I was just pissed at her. And I thought, well, I'm going to get her on the ropes and I'm going to say, I'm going to throw this out there. Anyway, that did not work. You don't, uh, uh, mama don't play like that. She was, you know, she, if you call, if you brought it up, you better be ready to talk about it because she was going to get down and dirty. Anyway, needless to say, that was awkward for my little sixth grade self. And then uh, the next big thing, well, in junior high, there was a time I walked in on my parents having sex. Ew. Ew. <laughs> You'll never forget that. If anybody's walked in on their parents having sex, this is awful. I mean, you cannot burn that out of your memory. Like somebody, please. What's that movie? Something of the spotless mind or the, it was with, um, I think Kate Winslet. And then what's the funny guy that does Ace Ventura Pet Detective? Anyway. Oh shit. I, I'm just drawing a blank on his name. 
everybody knows who he is. But that something of the spotless mind where they could like, if you went in, if you had like a bad memory, you could, or bad breakup, you could erase that from your mind. Like if I could fucking erase that image, that mental image, because I'll never forget it. I remember, I remember the comforter on the bed. I remember the bed frame, everything, the position she was in. Ew. <laughs> Even just thinking about it. It's terrible. Oh, sorry, mom. I know now I'm sharing this with everybody. Um, uh, yeah, that was bad. I, I just... I didn't know they were, I came home from having sex. I didn't know they were in there. I was like, where's everybody? And I walked back to their room and opened the door and whammo. <laughs> there they are doing the do. And then I think the next big, you know, sexual point was um, my first boyfriend when I was having sex, when we started having sex, uh, first of all, the first time we had sex and after he was all, and then we have sex, right? I was a holdout. I was about 17. That's the first time I had sex. And then he, we had sex. And then I was just like, oh, I don't know what everybody's raving about. That was awful. It took him like three months to talk me into having it again. But at any rate, you know, finally we did start having it again. And then he was over one day and my dad came home. <laughs> and we left, I think he, so he'd taken off his shoes. We didn't wear shoes in the house. He'd taken off his shoes and by the door and then, um, or in, yeah, inside. And then left his, for some reason, like took his wallet out of his pocket and like set it somewhere like on a, like a table in the hallway or something. It, anyhow. So my dad comes home and this is, as I put it together, this is what I believed happened. He sees the shoes and he sees the wallet. And it's of course got, you know, my boyfriend's driver's license in there, blah, blah, blah. But he's not seeing us anywhere. And I'm in my room with the door closed. And he's like, anyway, my boyfriend jumps in the closet and Then my closet. And then he doesn't, you know, I say, oh, I'm just in here. I'm just going to grab my stuff. I'm going to come out and do some laundry. So I like throw my clothes and I walk out. I have some laundry in my hand, like heading to the laundry room. And my dad's like, well, I just stopped by to whatever grabs one. He's like, I got to go. So he left. And then, of course, my boyfriend, who's petrified, jumps out of the closet puts his clothes on and drives home as fast as he can get his ass home. And then, um, it was a couple days later. I, he, I had the, the, I had the, uh, bathroom window open or the, I don't know. I had, I didn't have it open. I think it was open, whatever. I go into the bathroom and I hear my dad and my mom outside and my dad saying to my mom, well, you know, they're having sex, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I know, or he said, I know they're having sex, something, you know, along those lines. And my mom says, of course they're having sex. They're in love. What do you think? You know, like, and she was just so calm and matter of fact about it. Although I'd never talked to her about it. I didn't say we were, she just kind of like, 
basically, because he was just up in arms like, what are we going to do about this? And she just kind of said, hey, they're having, they're in love, you know, they're of a certain age. Of course they're having sex. What are, what do you, why is this such a shock to you is basically what she was kind of saying. Like, what do you knew? Like, when did you not get the memo? And I'll never forget that because like, oh, right on mom. I mean, she just really kind of, uh, you know, she, she, and she did, she calmed him down. She said, well, I'll talk to her about it or whatever. So I was like, oh shit. So I knew that talk was coming. And then we actually had a, you know, family vacation planned. We were, my mom and I were off on a walk together and she, it, you know, it just kind of came up. And so we talked about birth control and all this, that blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, it was just interesting the way my mom, you know, always kind of handled those things. She was pretty good about that and open about that. And then as the years progressed and as I got older, my mom was always the mom that my girlfriends wanted to talk to about. We, they'd come over and if we were talking about sex, you know, they would talk to my mom about sex. My mom would give them advice. And I'll never forget though, going back to that day when we were on our little family vacation, my mom was having the, you know, our first sex talk when I actually was having sex. And she said to me, she said, well, you know, so does he do anything for you? And I was like, what, 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 what do you mean? Does he do anything for me? And she said, well, do you have you, are you having orgasms? Do you know what an orgasm is? Of course I knew what an orgasm was and I was having orgasms, but I wasn't having them with my boyfriend. I was having them because I was masturbating and had been masturbating since I don't know when, but I knew how to give myself an orgasm. I couldn't say that to my mom at the time. I mean, I couldn't say, yeah, I touch myself all the time and get myself off. My mom was, but the point that my mom was making was she said, listen, if the, if, if a guy's selfish and he doesn't care about your needs and he doesn't care about getting you off. If he's selfish, he's always going to be selfish. And that selfishness will extend to other areas of his life. So get rid of him. And that's what she flat out said. I never forgot that. It was quite interesting. I never forgot that. But interesting. And then, and, and just from there, you know, as I evolved, you know, as a young woman sexually, I always felt like, well, you know, I know my body. And I know how to give myself an orgasm. So if a guy doesn't know what to do, it's not a big deal. I know what to do. But certainly over the years, you did realize like, hey, there's guys that know what to do and make an effort. And because they're interested, like they want to get you off. And there's guys that just don't care. I haven't actually run across, thank goodness, too many guys that just don't care. Um, Genuinely, you know, genuinely, most of the guys like they're, they're trying, like they want to make you come. And so, but that was a really good key, important thing, you know, to know from her and to take forward into my life as a, as a woman, as a, you know, just in dealing with guys. And like I said, fortunately, I, you know, I don't run across, I haven't run across many guys like that. Really, most of the guys are keen on everything being reciprocal, which is great. You know, I mean, that's great. I haven't, I haven't had that, but, um, but what a great thing. I mean, what a, I don't know, what an awesome thing for, for a mom to say to her daughter, just like, you know, Hey, if you find somebody that's selfish, 
in bed, take note of that because that probably means that they're going to be, that the selfishness is going to show up in other, in other ways too. And I just, I love her for that. You know, I mean, like that was, that was great. That was a really important thing to say to a young, you know, 17 year old woman, girl, you know, who's kind of just starting her to experience her own sexuality. So thanks mom. That, that didn't fall on deaf ears. I appreciate that. And, uh, yes. So anyway, I think that I'll be getting back to my, I guess my normal shenanigans, but the truth is, I don't know. I have no idea now what to expect from myself and everything that I thought that I was where my head was at when I, when I was focused on the end of the year stuff and, and all that. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of that's gone out of the window. I, I don't know. I almost feel like I'm, I'm back to square one. I'm back to where I started at the beginning of last year when I first started doing this, just wondering like, what the hell am I doing? That's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm really asking myself like, what the hell am I doing? Do you even want to keep doing this? Do you want to keep putting yourself out there? Do you want to keep making this a priority? Because nobody would blame you if you didn't. I mean, you've gone through well, you've just gone through literally, you know, like a week ago, what you've just gone through is it's devastating. And the, 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 where your heart and your mind are at, you know, can be so contradictory to where you need, you know, where you're, you need to be to keep this sexual road trip going. But I think I'm, oh, I think I'm okay with that. It just is what it is. It's going to be whatever it's going to be. And I'm not going to hold my feet to the fire to do anything, be anything or feel anything that I once believed. I mean, even some of the people that I've had some heavy judgments about, I'm like, I don't have, you know, it's like, I just, I don't know. I just see things differently now. I do. You know, I, I see things differently. You know, you just, I don't have the energy for certain things and, and that's okay. And I do, you know, and I do have the energy for certain things and that's okay too. But as far as where I thought I was going, I, my compass, my compass, (laughs) where I was steering the ship, I thought there was a destination. I just don't know what it is right now. I do not know. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to do whatever I fucking feel like, whether that's nothing or a lot of things. It could be, it could be 
It could be screwing nobody. <laughs> it could be screwing a lot of people. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't fucking know. But as as always, the only thing I can say is I'm just open to whatever, whatever and nothing, whatever, you know, uh, whatever comes my way and none of what comes my way, I'm open to. If that makes any sense right now, I don't even know. It's like babbling. I'm just babbling, but I can't put my finger on something specific and I'm, and, and I just, I'm, I'm okay with it saying, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. I really don't. But I know I'm horny. I know I get, I'm st- all of a sudden my horniness returned. I just poof. It's, you know, it's back. And I'm thinking like, I could just, yeah, I could. I mean, the thought of fucking someone, just jumping on them, fucking them right now, getting lost in someone is so appealing. That's it right there. Getting lost in someone, totally losing myself in the moment is so fucking appealing right now. I can't even tell you like, and it doesn't have to mean a thing. It could mean, it could mean a lot with the right person, or it could mean nothing with the wrong person. It doesn't have to, it's okay. And that is where I'm at right now, which like I said, was not, you know, where I thought I thought when I was, when my mom was getting sick and I was taking care of her and all this stuff was going on, it's like, I thought I had to like, I don't know. I just thought like, okay, it it sort of helped me, it put me in the mindset. Like I just, there was people I just didn't want to see because like, I, 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 I felt like what was the heaviness of what was going on helped me want to be around guys that I felt more of a connection to. And now I'm just like, no. Nah. Uh, now, I don't have to have that prerequisite, right? I mean, right now, I, I, it's okay. You know, it's okay. One of the guys that, um, that I've seen over the last year went through something similar. And when I first met him, he told me that, you know, he'd lost a parent and, uh, I always like was felt, I've always felt really, you know, fond of him. And, and when somebody opens up and tells you something like that. I mean, you know, I, you, they just, you feel protective of them. I mean, they go in a different, they go in a different category, regardless of how deep your interpersonal relationship is with them, you know, how deep the dynamic is. And I just, I always like really liked him because of that. I just like felt like, you know, this is someone that's experienced life. They're, they're just the ups and the downs and you feel like you can relate to them. And he texted me the other day and he's like, how are you? And I just said, you know, this is, I know this is awkward, but I, I, I know I can tell you this, you know, cause when people ask you, how are you? That's like a fucking loaded question right now. It's a shitty question. I hate that question because I'm so, what you're faced with an option. Do I lie or do I tell the truth? Because 
it's not good either way. There's no, yeah, it's just, it's just a fucking downer either way. But yeah, so he was asking, well, how are you? And, you know, like, hey, sexy, blah, blah, how are you? You know, and I'm like, oh, God. You know, I'm just, and I said, I know, you know, I'm like, hey, this guy, of anybody, this guy will get it. And I told him, and, you know, he just, again, he had the nicest response. And and then I said something like, well, but I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of curious to, 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 you know, like, I'm kind of curious to know what Marvin Gaye was talking about when he talked about sexual healing. I mean, is that true? <laughs> is that, I think that's what I need to devote this coming up here to. Is there really such a thing as sexual healing? Because I can tell you with Clark, you know, with Clark, I felt like there was, I mean, it, it just, it meant something different for that moment in time, knowing what I was going through and the way he handled it, uh, you know, just there's something to that. There's something to it. So there you have it. Uh, I've, I've outed myself. I've outed what's going on. And, you know, there's been a lot of, I know everybody, there's been a couple people, I don't want to say everybody, uh, like it's this mass crowd, but several you know, people reaching out saying, oh, how are, you know, just wondering kind of where I've been because I've been off the radar a bit and what's been going on. And, uh, and that's what it is. And I just thought this way, I don't have to say, it's saying it over and over and telling the story over and over. It, eh, it sucks. You know, you don't want to do it, but this sort of gives me a way to do that and be honest about things. And, Again, never in a million years thought I'd have a podcast where I never just didn't think I'd be podcasting anonymously, did not think I'd be talking about my, my, the death of my mom and then sharing that with people that tune in because they want to hear about my sex life. I know it's weird, but it's real life and it's landing in my lap and this is how I'm choosing to handle it. So there you have it. I thank you guys so much for, you know, <laughs> if you've listened all the way through, I'm sorry. I, there was, you, there was probably not a single boner that was popped, but <laughs> you know, uh, I'll, I'll get back to it and hopefully I can redeem myself in the near future. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. Well, I hope that wasn't too serious. I hope you see just kind of the beauty in everything, even in these tragic circumstances, how I'm still like making it sexy, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I'm trying to pull all of the great messages out that still promote our sexuality. Now, here's what I'm, I'm just dying to get to the you know, the little details that I was holding off on. Okay. I think this will be the last weekend for throwbacks and moving forward, we're going to have, uh, interviews. I'm trying to make every Saturday an interview. It's a tall order, but I'm doing it. So I have really two amazing guests coming 
One is a cuckoldress, and it's great because it kind of goes along with, it actually plays off this episode a little bit. We had Clark in there, and if you listen to the submissive male, and he's been there since season one, and his tendencies. Anyway, my first interview to be released next Saturday is with a cuckoldress. And she is amazing. Guys, you do not want to miss this one. She's just setting it straight. Like it's straight talk about cuck holding, why cucks are great. We're kind of laying to rest all these myths about there about what cuck holding is and what it isn't. So I know you're going to enjoy it. And of course, it's just girl talk. So we are let it fly. So you do not want to miss what we're going to be talking about. Then after that, coming after that, I have a three-part series on basically blowjobs. But I have got a master oralist who has not one, not two, but three books. Yes, three books. And we're going to be talking all things blowjob, head, sucking cock, whatever you want to call it. That's going to be three weekends worth of content. So I cannot wait. We, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Now, if you guys have any questions for the master oralist, please email them to me. I want to be able to ask her. She's coming on. I'm starting my interviews. We're doing three episodes. This is going to be fantastic. So if you have any questions for her, email me, please. And I will ask her on the show if there's something you want to know. Anything about blowjobs, anything. It could be how do I get my woman into it, whatever. Sky's the limit. It could be on technique, the mental state, getting into it. Maybe you've never come with a blowjob, whatever. I want your burning questions about blowjobs. Please blow up my inbox, curiousgirl at curiousgirldiaries.com. You can go to my website, curiousgirldiaries.com, and then click on the right side, leave me a voice memo. Just leave me your questions there. Anyway, carrier pigeon, monkey, whatever you can do, get me these questions because it's going to be so much fun. She's going to be on. I can't wait. And we're going to do a three, like I said, three-part series. So load me up with questions and I'll make sure that I get it answered for you. All right. Well, guys, I know this has been just a, a weird episode. Like I said, there's a lot of angst around it for me. Angsty, angsty. It just gets me weird. Uh, It was weird when I did it the first time. It's even weirder to re-release it. But, you know, for this week, it's appropriate. It's the anniversary of her death. I want to celebrate her life. And I want to be gracious and thank her for really what I consider turning out a good human being in the world. And I miss her every day. And I wish she knew about this podcast. And I wish that I could discuss it with her. I'm grateful that she was there in the beginning. And she knew about some of the guys. And we discussed a lot of things and that was fun. I mean, I can remember every conversation, you know, where we sat, what we talked about. I remember the weather, the temperature, whether we were inside or outside, the way it smelled. You know, these are just things, the stuff of life. So don't forget to just appreciate the people you have in your life that you can be open with, close with, that you can discuss this kind of stuff with, whether it's a girlfriend, a you know, a guy friend, a mom, a dad, an aunt, an uncle, whatever, you know, it's just, this is valuable stuff. So there you go, guys. Lots of love. Can't wait till next weekend. Tune into next Tuesday's coming podcast. That's going to be a good one too. Hint, hint, hint. 
And this year is going to be so much fun, guys. Thank you for taking this ride with me. And uh, we'll be, I'm going to keep at it, bringing you the good content. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.